Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Hello and welcome to this, another episode of We're Not Fucking Historians with Shane Todd. And now we're doing this remotely, so what's your name over there? <laughs> over there, my name is Hazel Hayes over here. Hazel the Hayes. The same way as it would be if we were in the studio, which we are not today. Shane's in the north of Ireland and I'm in London. I am remotely recording remotely. I couldn't be more remote. You couldn't be more remote. You live in the back end of nowhere. No, so. and like no one in Ireland is going to understand how we're doing this. We're doing it on the Wi-Fi. <laughs> the Wi-Fi's. We're doing it via, via magic. And this actually isn't an episode today. I'm not going to get straight into it, but this isn't an episode today that involves magic. You know, we've kind of, I think some diehard fans <laughs> like it when we go down the like myths route, you know, mythical yeah. figures and that kind of thing. I'm dealing today in hard, cold facts. What Love do you it. think of that? Do you like do you like a little bit of mystery around <laughs> an episode or Hazel, do you just like black and white? I like a bit of both. I've enjoyed sometimes like stuff like Mary Mallon, Typhoid Mary, which is just a straight up factual sort of account of what happened yeah. and then you you had other stuff more like um queen Maeve, where we're like was she real no one's really sure i'm glad probably, you called her typhoid because when you said mary mallon i was nodding like i knew who that was which shows you just how much <laughs> i took out of that episode <laughs> but look i want i want to get into it because this is a big one today we're going back hazel and i mean we're going way back i'm talking oh. about prehistoric ireland the first settlers in Ireland. Hazel, when do you think they were? Do you want to put like a time oh, on I that? I knew you were going to ask me this and I don't know. Prehistoric Ireland. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Six, 6,000 BC. That is an unbelievable guess. An unbelievable guess that only, only a historic <laughs> expert would have in the locker to just dish out. Um, what was it? There are some different accounts, but the let's just say the source I have, and people are like, <laughs> "Oh, Shane, are you going to like ancient historical libraries around Belfast?" No, I'm not. I'm talking about so you know 
certain websites. This one, certain this, websites. this one reckons nine thousand years ago, which is seven thousand BC. <gasps> I was really ready to be completely embarrassed just then. I, good I, for I, me. I'm I'm not good at like judging that kind of thing because I remember um, going on a date with a girl. It was her first date uh, many <laughs> many years ago, and where I live in Hollywood, you can see across to Carrick Fergus, which might come up in a future episode, Carrick Fergus Castle. Yeah, and. Bear in mind the distance from Hollywood to Carrick Fergus across the water is five miles. I said, Oh, how far? And by the way, this is just my chat on the date. I said, How far do you think it is from here over to there? Because I, I knew because someone had told me, Bear in mind, five miles. And she said, 500 miles. There was not a second date. There was not a second date. You ruled her out as a potential future mate yeah. because she was bad at distances. Yep. I'm now. Be, I'm remembering the Titanic episode when you asked me about how long it was and how heavy it was, and I was just so wildly inaccurate. You thought the Titanic was twelve stone. <laughs> it was about about sixty kilos. But give look, or take. we're talking about the first people that arrived in Ireland. Uh, going by this account, we're talking seven thousand BC. Uh, we call these people Stone Age people. Because Love they it. use stone tools for their farm work and hunting, not because they like the wacky backy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but these guys, I mean, they probably did back then. They're probably smoking all sorts. What else? Are you gonna? There's nothing to do. There's the no, pagans loved a bit of yeah, a bit of the weed. There's no bikes or, you know, I. There were no iPods. bikes. No, there's nothing. There like were no that. bikes or iPods. <laughs> so what were they to do? <laughs> the the reason that we can we the reason that smart people can sort of trace. <laughs> When these people arrived, um, it is it, because of their tools, tools and weapons that have mm-hmm. been found by archaeologists. Now, here's the thing: see if there's any archaeologists listening, which I doubt. Could you be arsed with all that digging? Oh no! Like, no. what's the hit rate on being an archaeologist? Like, how many times do you dig versus find yeah, something? Yeah, quite low. A quite lot of low. times you're just digging a hole, and you're probably just a lot yeah. of time probably thinking, "God, I'd be better in this." I'd be up for like the, you know, like the, the big proper diggers really kind of going at it, but it's all yeah. that brushing. <laughs> yeah. Just a tiny, ti- tiny little brush on a massive skeleton, yeah. that kind of, that bit in Jurassic Park used to make me think like, oh my God, it's so boring. And they're like, oh, is this the bones of Richard VIII? And then they go, oh no, it's a shopping trolley. We've carbon dated it and actually it's yeah. a shopping trolley. <laughs> yeah. Circa 1992 Tesco. But look, this archaeological evidence, it grows all that, especially like, in the last decades, they keep finding more and more stuff. Here's the thing. There's a mainstream view on this, and then there's the real, like, indie view. Mm-hmm. And there is, according to some people, there, are, there is evidence of human presence in Ireland as early as 31,000 BC. Now, what would you be doing Stop in 31,000 BC? Certainly not riding bikes and using iPods. No, no. That's for sure. Maybe the first generation iPods, but, like... You know the one that came with the U2 album on it and everyone's like, okay, cheers, Bono, but can you fucking delete this? That's it's really shit. written him off. He got cancelled right after that. Like, he was already sort of on an, on an knife edge. That yeah. was what did it. Yeah, it's like, no, no, no. I, I mean, I like U2, but I just don't like this album. How can you delete it? And then Apple were like, you can't. <laughs> so we're going to go up to the Neolithic age here. That's that's how far I'm taking it. I, I'm not taking you anywhere past the Neolithic okay, age. Okay, fine. We're up to the Neolithic and no further. About five miles. We're going to be talking about the Paleolithic the Mesolithic, the Neolithic ages. Now, I don't want to have to say any of those again. You don't um, have to. No, but Ireland, when all this first kicked off, a lot of this stuff was found in Bogland. Uh, all these archaeological finds that we're going to be talking about, a lot of them discovered in Bogland. When we go, when we go back to the Paleolithic age, or it's also known as the glaciation 
I think. I don't know. But we oh, were basically talking about if if you want if you took a look at Ireland, a lot of it would be covered by really thick ice sheets. The reason that we don't have a clear idea of further back is because these ice sheets really like pulverized rock and bone that was in the ground. So that eradicated loads of evidence of early settlements. Because oh. they think that there might have been human presence during the Glenavian Warm Period, which sounds like a band. The Glenavian Warm Period? Yeah. yeah. I think it sounds a little bit like during an illness, like one of the phases. <laughs> oh, he's in the Glenavian Warm Period now. He'll, he'll be out of it any day. <laughs> it sounds like the middle of a hangover. <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got the night itself <laughs> yeah, the lads. fear the yeah. Glenavian warm period lads, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. meet you all for a fry whenever I'm out of the Glenavian warm period but <laughs> but um, look during the last glacial uh, maximum which is which is a period we're talking about 20,000 years ago Ireland was basically an arctic wasteland two thirds of Ireland covered in ice only two thirds because she's quite small that's gas one third just not one third, do whatever Wexford, you want. Grand. Wexford, grand. Wexford was completely grown. fine. The ice was not interested <laughs> in visiting Wexford. <laughs> but about um, 15,000 years ago, there was a warm period uh, that was referred to as, let me get this right, the bowling hour rod. That basically warmed things up a little bit. Right. And that, that was good for hunter-gatherers. So I'm, I'm going to drop a fact here. Right? I feel like I might, maybe I lost people for a few minutes there. I got lost in a few facts. But listen, let me bring this back. There was a bit of chat that Britain and Ireland was joined by a land bridge. Shut the front door. Around 14,000 BC. Basically, there was like rising sea levels. So uh-huh. they think that these rising sea levels allowed for like a bridge, like a frozen bridge, which is very <gasps> cool, going across Britain and Ireland. And that would be that would just be handy, wouldn't it? You know, you it's just, just slide over. You just you skate over. You skate over to Britain. Yeah. You want to go to Blackpool? Go to Blackpool. Get a wee lid off a dusty bin. Yeah. Just push yourself over. Yeah. If that was true, then I think when things warmed up, maybe it melted or something. Anyone who was on the bridge at the time. Yeah. Not a good time. Now we're gonna we're gonna go back to our friend St. Patrick, our old party, good friend of ours, big friend of the podcast, snakes and and other reptiles couldn't thrive in Ireland uh, because it, because that land bridge disappeared. Um, so, you know, a lot of historians are saying, well, there, there was never snakes in Ireland. They couldn't mm. come over here. Um, but we know that that's bullshit because we know that there was snakes and, and our boy St. Patrick got rid of them. Do we? Do we know that? Yes. Yeah, okay. So. Yeah, I think we worked that, we okay. worked out that that definitely did happen. Um but the, the, the earliest humans, like modern humans, as in like, you know, quiffs, sexy, bangs, cool looking people, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. date back to this Paleolithic age. Um, but then here's the thing. We had a date where we were like, okay, this is definitely when they were here. And then these nerds yeah. showed up and went, actually, let's push that back by two and a half thousand years. That's a big gap. That's a big old yeah. shift. Yeah. And how rude do the people who you know, dated it before. All of a sudden, yeah. these new guys show up. Uh, I think you'll find you're wrong uh, because they did a bit of radiocarbon dating. No. No, fuck off. Not for us. Not on this podcast. They did that on a on a bare bone that was excavated in 1903 in County Clare. That's very cool. Sorry, one second ago, you called them a bunch of nerds and yeah. now you're like quite on board with how cool that was. You're so fickle. 
but they're just brushing it. You know what I mean? They don't really, they don't really do anything cool with it. So what's cool is that there was a bear. There was a bear, and I there was okay. a bear in Clare, which is the start of an a, a bear in Clare. There was a bear in Clare, which is definitely the start of a limerick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there once was a bear in Clare. Finish finish that limerick and uh, email us. <laughs> Could I just have that bear bone if anyone knows who has it? Where is it? Yeah, where? What are they doing? They excavated in Clare, so I don't know. Get in touch with the pod if if I can have that. If you are in possession of the Ice Age bear bone, yeah, give me the bear bone. What will we, what will we give them in return? Well, What's by the way, the email address is hello at nothistorians.com and uh, nice. we'll we'll send them a copy of your book. My book, which you can get yeah. readily, sort of anywhere, <laughs> in exchange for a Ice Agean bear bone. That's not a fair exchange, but I'm fine with that. <laughs> that, that but let me tell you about that bone. That bone had cut marks on it that showed it was butchered when it was fresh, and and it gave a date of around ten thousand five hundred BC, showing humans were in Ireland at that time. Ten butchered 000, by humans. Five hundred BC. Title of my forthcoming metal album. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because me and you're such metalheads. <laughs> you don't know me. They found some flint in six in nineteen sixty eight in Drogheda, um, that they think dates back to seventy thousand BC and uh, no yeah uh, and and they found where some where were these people coming from where, the, where? I'm I'm gonna get in I'm I'm gonna tell okay. you that at the very end I'm go, I've got my biggest fact <laughs> to save for the end okay. they're finding all sorts and I want these bones but that but that's a that's a side issue, um so these modern humans may actually have colonized ireland after crossing this land bridge and, and a lot they think a lot of them came from cornwall like they definitely came from britain but cornwall's where oh, a lot okay. of them think um and, or, or some people might have come by boat uh, that was the north but in the south um they think a lot of people came from south wales there was a return of freezing conditions what what's known as the younger Dryas? I don't I don't know what that means. I, I'm not going to pretend to know what that means. I I haven't. I don't know if it's a person. I don't know if it's a time. I don't know when it was, <laughs> but they think it lasted from ten thousand nine hundred BC to nine thousand seven hundred BC, and that had a big effect on the population of Ireland. So there was there was settlers here. There was definitely people here, um. But but during this thing called the younger Dryas, sea levels continued to rise, and uh, the the ice bridge. Got, left and never came back. I think people thought it was going to keep coming back, but it didn't. Mm. Uh, so the population of Ireland kind of fell. But they think the first set after the first settlers had been in Ireland for a while. I think they they said there was like eight thousand people here, which is fairly I, spread out. It's going to be difficult quite to a like lot considering how long ago that was. Yeah, I might have that wrong, but imagine you start a the business. Population isn't much more than that now. It's like ten thousand. What if you start a business and you want to get word of mouth going? Difficult, you know. There's not that many people. Difficult. A lot, of, lot of space. Difficult. Let's cross the land bridge into the land of adverts and I'll meet you on the other side. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Join me, Pete Donaldson, and YouTuber Chris Broad as we offer you a taste of life in the most exciting country in the world on our podcast, Abroad in Japan. Whether it's crazy bars, unique vending machines, or tips for learning Japanese, we cover it all. Recently, we even heard a particularly unique chat-up line. While we were chatting, a local Japanese guy in his early 30s made his way over to me and started chatting in broken English. Our chat about general stuff was going all right before he proudly announced, I like big girls. To me, (laughs) to me, with a wink. Truly flattering, (laughs) flirting right there. Search Abroad in Japan wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes every Wednesday and Sunday. Abroad in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Welcome back. We're talking about prehistoric Ireland. We're talking about the first settlers. And Hazel, I think we can agree. It's nice to just get settled, isn't it? It is nice <laughs> to just get settled. I imagine they had a long trip and they wanted to just put their feet up and have a cuppa. You know what's better than being settled? Thinking about getting settled. Oh, yeah. couldn't agree more. Yeah. Could not agree more. My nana used to say... Life's like a box of chocolate. She didn't say that. Life's like she a bag said, of spuds. Uh, what did she say? I want to get this right. My nana used to say... It obviously didn't strike a chord with you. I'm sure it's correct something along the lines of there's nothing better than sitting down unless you're lying down 
Well, that sounds a little bit dirty. <laughs> no, it's just like the comfiest, most relaxed possible. I hate standing. I love oh. a good sit. I love a good sit. Yeah, sitting's great. Anyway, we're talking about the Mesolithic time, which is 8,000 to 4,000 BC. We're in Ireland. We're looking back at the early people that came here. The, the people that, if it wasn't for them, you wouldn't have us. And what a shame that would be. Well, exactly. That's what the historians say. The last Ice Age in Ireland fully came to an end in about 8,000 BC. And uh, the earliest evidence of human occupation after that ice went away it is when we're talking about the meth, meth, Mesolithic period, which is easy for me to say, 7,000 BC. Um, sea levels were lower than they are today, but Ireland was probably already an island by the time the first settlers arrived by boat. And yeah, they, they most likely came from Britain. But let's eradicate that from the history books. <laughs> <laughs> let's sure. delete every trace of that. Um, let's do it. So the, the earliest inhabitants of the island that came here, uh, if we're talking about Ireland the way it is now, were, mm-hmm. were sea-type people. Seafarers, Sea-type people. Yeah, seafarers are probably a beard, wooden legs, you know, the sort of hands, all those sort of guys. Pirates. Yeah. No, not pirates, but just like guys that had wee boats and all, and they did everything by the sea. Um, later, though, later though, they started to have inland settlements or, or camps, but they were still keeping it kind of close to the water because I guess it mm-hmm. gave them food. Um, strategically, yeah. it was a good place to be. Um, although some archaeologists say that these Mesolithic guys um, relied on the coast, but the more that they moved inland, they just lost contact with uh, Britain and further afield because they weren't on the coast so much. But, you know, you like to think they might have had the odd, the odd email exchange. Just the odd how you keeping. The odd pigeon. Yeah, but they, they got used to being inland. So, yeah, there's there's loads of Mesolithic hunter-gatherer sites um, that, that have been found in Ireland. Loads of excavations uh, in Corian, which is near me, in Limerick, the, the River Shannon, County Offaly. And, uh, yeah, there's loads of settlement sites, um, especially in Donegal and in County Cork and yes I was right the population around that time is estimated to be around 8,000 and that's brilliant for me yeah it's shocking that you got something right honestly that's nothing god that's hardly any people at all across the island I know it would have been handier though for traffic and stuff wouldn't it oh lovely plus just fly up the M1 no one in your way oh plus if you have anything about you looks wise you'd be in like the top tier of good looking people in Ireland this is it this is it. But if you're not, if you're not a looker, you're in the bottom tier quite yeah, easily. Yeah, you could legitimately, even if you're like a four out of ten, you could literally be the ugliest person in Ireland. <laughs> that's so hard. No cues at the bar, but but that's not always a good thing. You know, cue at the bar shows you that, you know, there's a lot of people there. It's They're a good busy. Time. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you pop your head in a restaurant, see how many people are there just to, to know if it's good or not. The hunter-gatherers in Ireland during this time, during the Mesolithic time, lived on a, they think, a diet of... Seafood, birds, wild boar, and hazelnuts, uh, which is what you call your fans, isn't it? Hey, oh, the wild boars, no, the hazelnuts, <laughs> <laughs> birds. Um, you know what I call my fans? Yeah, it's not what the Todd balls. I don't, I've never called them that. I don't think I have any the fans. Todd balls. Yeah, I don't think I have any fans. It's fine. I think they should, I think they should start calling. I think they should self, self name the fan club the Todd balls. But I think hazelnuts could be a thing. It actually was briefly. Uh, oh, God. I didn't. Say, very early in my YouTube uh, days, yeah, there was there was talk of hazelnuts. It was funny for like a week. <laughs> I think someone sent me in like a little drawing of oh, little Christ. hazelnut, and yeah, 
that person's going to murder you. Um, so <laughs> these guys were running about back then, hunting with spears, arrows, harpoons. They were doing all sorts. They were stretching. And we know this about them because of these excavation sites were actually fair play to these archaeologists. Um, yeah, fair play. They lived in shelters. They were stretching animal skins over roofs. Thatch. They were thatching things. They had outdoor hearths for cooking their food. And, uh, yeah, oh. the, although the population was never probably over 8,000, uh, we still, like, know loads about them. So there's there's loads of artifacts from this time in Ireland. Uh, there's small microlith blades. There's stone tools. And in particular, there's a thing called the versatile ban flake. It sound, sounds like brown flakes. And Hazel, what I want to know is, what is the best cereal? Oh, Cocoa Pops. Fair. Straight in. And I will also say, and this is, this probably isn't great of me, but I am quite partial to a bowl of Lucky Charms. Can I, can I tell you something? I bought Please. a knockoff version because for some reason they're not allowed to sell Lucky Charms Here, anymore. you can go into these funny, weird little tourist shops in Piccadilly Circus and buy like, a bloody bag of Cheetos for £10, which is a disgrace. But they've Lucky Charms as well. They cost a fortune. So what I hope you're about to say is that you had some knockoff ones and they were delicious because I want to get them. They taste exactly the same. Do they? Yeah, but I do miss the wee man, the wee leprechaun on it. I do miss the wee man, but I'll tell you what, I don't need to pay a tenner for a box of cereal. No. The hazelnuts will start sending you them. Maybe they will. If you're a, if you're a hazelnut out there. It's P.O. Box. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. We'll post your address in the in the description for the yeah, episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we will. <laughs> He's like, can I be honest? I've got some more facts and we could say that we could talk about what happened in certain dates. Can I be honest? <laughs> you don't give a shit, do you? I have been interested in what I've been talking about. But because I think people didn't know about that land bridge. That's very interesting. And then the land bridge, I would away. say, was the peak of this episode. Land no. bridge was like top quality. No, because I'm going to peek right now. I told you at the start, I was sitting on a fact. Here is that yeah. fact. We thought we knew all there was about Irish history. We thought we knew about the first settlers. We thought we had it worked out. And all of yeah. a sudden, these guys turned around and said, not so fast. So some scientists started developing a genetic database of ancient Irish ge- genomes. And I don't know what they yeah. are. Genomes, like, d- like DNA. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, that's a very, that's it. not quite right, but uh, yeah, ballpark. So the, the, they started looking at different genomes from all periods of prehistory to understand how the modern Irish gene pool came about. Now okay. we weren't expecting much. We weren't expecting much. We we're expecting them to confirm what we already knew. It turns out that the original hunter gatherers on Ireland didn't look like you and me. Not only. Did these guys have dark skin? But they also had bright blue eyes. Now that's a combination you don't see too often, and that and that is something that no one really knew. And this was a docu- wow! there was a documentary about it on RTE, and basically the first settlers in Ireland were were not white. So they would have been dark skin but blue eyes. Yeah. But this far north, because I thought like. Scandinavian people going that far back had paler skin just because there's less sunshine or is that like a stupid myth? They think they think these people came from modern Turkey um, and they, they they went on a voyage. We didn't know. We thought the first people who came to Ireland looked like us. 
spuds with eyes and no noses and mouths. So when you're talking about the prehistoric Irish people, what I'm seeing in my head without even realizing it was just a lot of big pink spud heads, bright red hair, freckles, obviously, um, probably green eyes, and um, just but also those big sort of Eskimo coats. So they had a lot of fur around there and they're wearing all these animal hides, but quite dumpy and just sort of going around spearing cows and shit is what I'm seeing. Turns out we were just 100% straight up sexy black guys with blue eyes. I love that for us. Yeah. And how the fuck did, how did we change? What happened? I, you're not going to be able to answer any of these questions. The only thing I can do is say I've been to Turkey twice and a big shout out to Summer Gardens in Batez. Great spot. Great spot. <laughs> Love the entertainment that was on every night, bar what they called family night, which is where two of the waiters just did a show and they had no plan for it. And they just like sang a couple of tunes and like that was it. A lot like this then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want to give a big uh, hikurmak to all of our Turkish mates. Thanks for inhabiting our little island and, and making it possible for this podcast to exist, I guess. <laughs> and here's a, just to close, we, we like to make movies of what we've talked about. So if we were making a movie about the first settlers in Ireland... Knowing what we know now, who would we like to get in there? Donald Glover. I I promise, I promise, I was thinking, I promise on breakfast, and you know I wouldn't joke about that, (laughs) I was thinking about Donald Glover, so he's in. Yeah, but he's hot property at the moment though, isn't he? I'd cast Donald Glover, Lashana Lynch, Bright Blue Contacts, a la The White Walkers. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, go hard on the blue eyes. Like, we're talking Daniel Craig blue eyes. But it's Donald Glover and Lashana Lynch. They're, they're, I think they're the lead couple for me. Oh, do you know what we could do? We could get, we could legitimately get some black Irish actors in this. That That's great. Actually, why didn't I think of that? Yeah, of course. Samantha Mumba. What is your deal with Samantha Mumba? Is she even working anymore? Well, my deal with Samantha Mumba is I take 20% of all of her. So <laughs> it's a pretty straightforward deal. <laughs> Good for you. Donald Glover and Samantha Mumba are going to play the first Irish. But and if I, ten minutes I ago you that. probably would have said, you know, you would have said Daniel Day Lewis, you would have said Liam Neeson, Saoirse Ronan. But no, sorry, there's no rules, no, no rules. No, and and there's some people who'll have a problem with that. And I'll tell you what, I have a problem with you. Yeah. Before we move off this topic, bit of a random segue, but there's a really good Instagram account I follow. Actually, it's called Black and Irish. Okay. And it's stories and accounts from um, the black community in Ireland of, of growing up there and living there and their experiences. And it's a really, it's a really cool little account. So if you happen to be listening, give it a little follow and a little, a little look. You know, it's a great account too, is uh, Black and Decker. Um, just if you're doing any <laughs> DIY. Or... Not Spawn. No. Do you think we could get Spawn from Black and Decker? <laughs> I think I know a guy that works there and I think he can get you anything you need so just give me a shot and I'll <laughs> off the back out. of a truck though yeah we have had some emails uh, here's you one from Aoife do you want to read that out I just listened to your Titanic episode says Aoife and I loved it yes shame about that Shane Todd fella no that's what not what a complete tosspot it's not an email what are you doing making a podcast with him nah. says Aoife no she didn't she said just listen to Titanic episode I loved it thank you for always filling those boring days when I'm working I work in a lab so it can get quite lonely. So nothing like me sat there laughing to myself to really become a crazy scientist. I now live in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Wow. She didn't say wow. I, I added that. Um, Where the victims of the Titanic were brought and are now buried. 
They were brought to this now restaurant called The Five Fishermen. I presume it wasn't a restaurant then or why would they bring dead bodies? Um, and apparently it's haunted by the ghosts of the victims and was on a TV show of the most haunted places in Canada. Loving the podcast. Can't wait for each Tuesday for a good laugh. Have a good one. If I love that, that's great. But also do concentrate on your work as a scientist. Don't be laughing when you're doing like <laughs> microscope work. She's probably trying to cure cancer and we're just distracting her. Yeah. Don't, don't be listening to us, Aoife. Go do something important with your life. We also got an email from a guy who sounds like uh, a crazy Hollywood agent in the 70s, Larry Large. Larry Large. Uh, the subject line is the, the correct joke for the Flight of the Earls. Um, Larry thinks that the porno we were going to make for Flight of the Earls oh, would, would, would be called the pulling out of the Earls. It wasn't even that it was crude. It just, it's not, it's not funny. It doesn't. Sorry, Larry. Well, you know what it is? It's a little bit like our interpretation of the first settlers in the history of Ireland. Someone eventually will come along and change things and be like, I can make this that funny, but it's going to be a long time from now. It's going to be a long time coming. If you yeah. want to get in touch with this podcast, you can email hello at nothistorians.com. If you want to give us feedback, if you want to berate us, if you want to praise us, if you want to send me bones and hazel cereal, that's how you do it. <laughs> through the email? Yep, through the email. You can probably Good do it over know. in London. You, you could do that, no problem. All you tech kids. All you, all you high tech <laughs> modern humans with your, with your bikes and you your iPods. It. Also, we're on the socials at the Hazel Hayes. You got Shane Todd on there. Give us a follow. Let us know what you're thinking of the podcast. Let us know what you'd like to hear about. Send me that bones. actually would be really helpful. If there's any particular events or characters from Irish history that you would like to hear about, drop us a wee email or, or get in touch with us on the socials. Use the hashtag WNFH. Yep. Send uh, me bones. Recommend Send Shane Bones. Recommend you the podcast know, to a friend. You know, Shane, and I'm just going to say this, you're asking for people to send you bones and I, you're making your own bed here. This is your own funeral because you're going to receive some interesting things in response to that and I'm not having anything to do with it. I'm making a bed out of prehistoric bones. That's my dream. <laughs> anyway, until next time, just remember. We're not fucking historians. We're Not Fucking Historians is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.